Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. How many are happy to be in 2019? Glory to God. God is such a good God. You know, I was saying last um, year, I think last service of the year, we were saying that um, uh, there are many things that we prayed for and that didn't happen, but there are many other things that we didn't pray for that God did. Hallelujah. Amen. One of our guys in church here um, contacted me yesterday. He was in a car accident yesterday. He was driving and the tire uh, blew out, um, was traveling, and the car somehow started like three times or so, four times. Um, He sent me the picture this morning. I wish if I had time, I would have given them earlier to put it up. But, you know, this was just yesterday or so. So you can imagine, um, he he probably didn't plan to be in an accident yesterday. uh, But God spared them. All of them that were in the car were were safe and they're all doing well. Praise God. You know, so you can imagine, you know. So um, we must always learn to appreciate God. So it's, it's a privilege to be in 2019. Trust me, somebody, imagine if, if God did not spare their life. That means they wouldn't have even seen the f- full January. In fact, not even January, the first week. They wouldn't have completed the first week in January. So we don't know how many people lost their lives last year. But you, you made it through the whole year, and you are here again in 2019. Hallelujah. I thought you would give God a better praise than that. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is such a good God. And God gave us a word for the new year. Praise God. Hallelujah. DJ, let's look at that scripture. Um, uh, Philippians 4, 13, the Amplified Version. I hope you have it. You know, God gave us a word for the year. And there are three things you must do every time God brings or gives you a word. Over your life or over the year or things like that. There are three things you must do. What, what, that poster, you guys don't have the poster we did on you. That means they didn't, they didn't communicate with the mainland guys. Okay. I'll read this one. He said, I can do what? I want us to read together, everybody. One, two, go. Which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for what? Anything. And what? Equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Hallelujah. He said, I am ready for what? Anything and equal to anything. I'm ready for it. I'm equal to it. Hallelujah. That's the mentality you must have this year. Praise God. There are three things you must do whenever God brings a word to you. The first one is to connect with that word with a seed. Um, the reason I'm saying that we're not going to receive any offering or anything, I'm just going to teach you that. Somebody should not be afraid. The reason is because every time if you see in the old covenant, whenever God appeared to them and either made a covenant with them or spoke a word of prophecy into their lives, one of the first things they always did was to build an altar. Now, the word altar, you know, we just call it altar, but in those days, the word altar, the original Hebrew word for altar means a place of slaughter and a place of sacrifice. So they always did that. All right, they always connected with that word with a seed. The second thing you must do with every prophetic word that comes over your life is to cooperate with the word. 
God is not a magician. Just because he spoke a word that this year you're limited, it doesn't yet automatically take effect. It has been released from his own end. You from this end must connect and cooperate with that word. I saw many times in scripture, either Jesus or the apostles, when they prayed for somebody that was lame, they always said, rise up and walk. They didn't carry the person up. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. They told the person, you, stand up and walk. Meaning, from the spiritual, we have established your healing. The physical, you need to what? Stand up. So every time a word of prophecy over the year comes, you must cooperate with that word. You must take steps with an understanding of the word that has gone ahead of you. You must make moves. This year, please dream big. Oh, somebody didn't hear what I said. Last year, you were the actor. This year, become the producer. Somebody didn't get what I said. Last year, you were the retailer. This year, aim to be the wholesaler. That's what I'm saying. Last year, you were the wholesaler. This year, aim to be the importer. I think only two people I spoke today. Somebody get what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that you must cooperate with the word that has gone ahead. There's nothing God can do if you don't make moves. Cooperate with the word. Hallelujah. Cooperate with the word. Stand up and walk. That's what I was saying. Stand up and walk. Stand up and walk. They didn't carry the person. They said, stand up. Cooperate with the word. Hallelujah. Part of your cooperating with the word is also to use that word of prophecy when you are praying. When you are praying, that becomes a guiding light through your prayers. I'm saying, Lord, this is the word for the house this year. I tap into it. Paul told Timothy. He said, thou son, Timothy, I charge you. He said, go ahead and wage a warfare with the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. Look at it here. So this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the what? Prophecies that have gone ahead of you. He said that thou by them mightest do what? War a good warfare. He said use the prophecies when you are warring. When you are going out every day, remind yourself that I'm unlimited. That means God is saying nothing can stop you this year except you. So you go out there and make it happen. Hallelujah. You go out there and dream big for your life this year. Praise God. Most times when you read the book of um, James about the story of Elijah praying down, um, stopping water and um, stopping rain and praying for rain, the Bible just simply says that Elijah prayed and rain stopped. And he also said Elijah prayed again and it rained after three and a half years. But that's not the full story. If you go to the first Kings, where the, where the story was um, 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 really happened, the Bible says it was God that told Elijah that it was going to rain. It wasn't Elijah that started with the prayer. It was God that told him. He said, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, do what? I can't hear you guys. Saying, do what? Go show yourself unto Ahab, and I will do what? So it was God that gave the word, I'm going to send rain. But when Eli after Elijah showed himself to the king, Elijah went to pray so that that prophecy can be released over his own life. Elijah didn't go and sleep. The Bible says Elijah, after Elijah appeared to Ahab, he told Ahab, go home, rain is going to fall. He declared with boldness what God has said, but he also went to pray. That this year, every word that God has said about my life is going to come to pass. Are you here, somebody? I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Every single word that has been spoken 
over your life in 2019, they will all come to pass in the name of Jesus. So as you pray, war a good warfare with that word. Don't just go and sit down. God has said it. It has been released. But position yourself spiritually. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like somebody's testimony last year. You know, that's the kind of testimony I like to hear. I mean, he said he got the full reward. They played it for you guys on video yesterday on Dream Crossover. He got the full reward last year. And that was the word for last year, full reward. He got promoted at work. He got married last year. On the wedding day, he moved to his own house, not rented, his own house. Hallelujah. That same year, his wife got pregnant. That same year, his wife gave birth. The same year, one year. That's full reward. Hallelujah. And in his own words, he said his wife has been customer in American embassy. They've been rejecting her, rejecting her, rejecting her. That was the year they gave her the visa. So she gave birth to the child in America. In one year, got promotion, got married, got a child, moved to your own house, and many more things. That's, see, that's how this year is going to be for you. <laughs> nothing will be missing, nothing will be broken. Your own testimony will be complete in the name of Jesus. Full reward. It was last year and that's how it happened. The last thing you should do with every word of prophecy, you should give praise. You should give thanks. Whenever you receive a word of prophecy, it's important to connect with it with thanksgiving. When in First Chronicles chapter 20, when the prophets came and spoke to the people who were going to fight war, he said, you will not need to fight this battle. God will go with you. God will fight for you. May they receive that word. They put the praisers in front. It was praisers they put in front as they were going to the battlefield. They were dancing. They had not seen the victory, but they were celebrating the prophecy. Because the person that promised is able also to perform. Are you here, somebody? Today is our Thanksgiving service. So when they start the praising, please dance. Even if your blessings have not come yet, you can dance in faith, knowing that it's going to come. Hallelujah. Knowing that the person that promised is able to what? Perform. Praise God. I can't hear you. Hallelujah. One more time. Let's make it louder. Praise the Lord. If God is saying we're unlimited, it means we're unstoppable. And what that means is that nothing can stop you this year except you. You are the only person that can stop you. The Bible said in the book of Psalms, it said they tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited God. They limited God. God was ready to do everything that, he, that they wanted him to do and that he wanted to do for them. But they limited God. I pray for you this year. You will not limit God in the name of Jesus. I can imagine how heartbroken God was that they limited him. They limited him. They limited him. There are three limiting um, mindsets that you need to deal with. If you are going to receive the best for your life in 2019, there are three things. The first one is called personal limitation. What was it called? Personal limitation. This is you limiting yourself because of your own capacity. That means you are telling yourself, you are looking for reasons why you are not good enough for all the things that should happen in your life this year personally. You are looking at yourself. So you are saying things like, I'm not educated enough. I'm not connected enough. I come from a poor background. Who do I know? I'm, I just came from the village. 
I don't know anybody in town. I'm not from a rich background. I'm not educated. I'm not connected. You are looking at things that look like a disadvantage to you personally. It's called personal limitations. And those things are affecting you from receiving what God has. Hey, dear sister, you're saying, oh, this I'm not married. Is I'm too short. Personal limitations. I'm too short. I'm too fat. That's the reason that's what's stopping me now. <laughs> I'm too old. Nobody can marry me now. Listen to me. Stop limiting yourself. There are people shorter than you that have married. There are people fatter than you that are married. Are you here, somebody? Stop limiting yourself. As long as you have those limiting mindsets, you have a way of stopping yourself from being blessed. What excuses have you been giving yourself why you're not blessed? Personal ones. I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not connected enough. I'm not educated enough. Listen, you don't need all those things. What you need is God and your faith in God. Faith enough to move. Faith enough to believe. Hallelujah. He said, I have a child, so nobody can marry me. The only person that can marry me is somebody that has either been married before or somebody that is very old and rejected by every other person. You need to stop thinking like that. I know... <laughs> I know too many people in our church that were single moms and they married fine people. Some of them even married ministers in church. Born again person that has never married before, never had a child before. Good minister of God. Some of them, that's who they married. And now they have children again on top of that, the one they had before. Somebody hear what I'm saying? What I'm saying is I don't know what you are telling yourself that, that is disqualifying you. You need to remove that mindset because nobody can stop you this year except you. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're telling yourself. I'm too old. Nobody will employ me. I'm not educated. I'm not qualified. Gideon was like that. The guy called Gideon in the Bible was like that. The Bible said Gideon was hiding to trash corn or wheat or so from the threshing floor. He was hiding. He was a weak person. And the angel of God appeared unto him, Judges 6 verse 12, and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou what? Mighty man of valor. And Gideon was, who are you talking to? I'm not a mighty man of valor. God said, you're a mighty man of valor. Because an ordinary man with a mighty God becomes a mighty man. You didn't hear what I said? I said, an ordinary man with a mighty God becomes what? A mighty man. That's what they were calling him. God was not calling Gideon mighty because of what Gideon had. God was calling Gideon mighty because of what he was going to do for Gideon. Listen, God will fight your battles this year. God will fight with you this year. In the name of Jesus. He's an mighty man of valor. And next verse, Gideon said, if God was for us since, did you move? He said, Gideon said, oh my, oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then did all these bad things happen to us? Next verse, verse 14. He said, and the Lord looked upon him. Gideon was talking many stories. If God was us, why did all the bad things happen? Why, why, why have we not succeeded since we came out of Egypt? God didn't answer his question. You see, some of you need to understand how God reasons. Sometimes God is not going to sit down and be petty with you and be talking long story with you. He has said what he has said and he is not going to change his mind. He will keep saying what he has said until you catch on. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. God is not going to go back with you and start talking about it. But he's telling you about who you are. You are busy talking about your past. You are busy talking about what you did wrong in 2018. That one has passed. This 2019, you are now unlimited. Somebody get what I'm saying? 
after all the things that Gideon said, see what the Bible said. He said, and the Lord looked upon him and said, what did God say? God didn't answer him for all he said. God still repeated the first thing. Go in this thy mind. You are still here. You've not going to start making inquiries about that property. You've not going to start making inquiries about the rest of that business. Say, go in this your mind, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? You might not succeed on your own, but me, I'm the one that sent you. You will succeed now. See the next verse. He said, and he said unto him, Oh Lord, where, how will I save Israel? Behold, see what it says, personal limitations. Behold, my family is poor. In Menashe. <laughs> he said, and I am the least in that poor family. You didn't hear that. He said, my family is poor. And I'm the smallest in that small family. So I'm the poorest in Menashe. Listen, I've known by experience that the person everybody thinks they never do well. The ones that people vote as the least likely to do well. They become the shining stars eventually. I, it's all over this. It happens every day. The stone that the builders rejected later become the chief cornerstone that will hold up the whole house. If you are here, maybe you are the kind of child that they've thought nothing will come out of you. I decree and prophesy today you will become the shining star in your family. In the name of Jesus. I used to be like that. Oh. I was the least likely to succeed in my house. Least likely because I've been smoking their hemp from, from, from second. Nobody in my house was doing that. Everybody in my house were doing well academically. I was the least likely to succeed. <laughs> least likely. Smoking their hand from secondary school. Carrying pistol from secondary school. <laughs> least likely to succeed. You see, every, every parent knows who the children that are least likely to succeed. They know the parents. They don't say it, but they know. They know the ones that they believe this one will make us proud. Because it's always going, hey, hey, hey. They, their hope is on this one. That you will do medicine or engineering or law. And you will rescue the other mad one. You know, mad one, whenever it's exam, whenever they finish exam, they are not eager to open his own results. It's never great. It's heartbreaking. He's either last or second to last. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every family has people like that. The parents don't say it, but they know. The children that they believe this one will make it. Least likely to make it. But I decree that God will change your story. In the name of Jesus. They might have given up on you. But they've not seen anything yet. 2019 will shock them. I say 2019 will shock them. In the name of Jesus. Gideon said, I'm the poorest. I, my, my, my family is the poorest in Manasseh and I'm the smallest. And God said, it doesn't matter. You have me, I'm with you. An ordinary man with a mighty God becomes a mighty man. Did you get that? An ordinary man with a mighty God becomes what? A mighty man. The next kind of limitation is general and environmental limitation. The first one is personal limitation. What you think you can't do. What you think you don't have as a person. You are not educated. You are not connected. Poor background. You are like Gideon. Came from the poorest background, poorest village. And you are the poorest among the poorest village. The second one is general and environmental limitation. This one is what is going on in the society that is limiting you. You are saying there is no money in the economy. Next week, I'm, next Sunday, I'm going to read testimonies 
because we don't have time to read them today. Today's Thanksgiving service and all that. So next Sunday, I'm going to read many testimonies. You will see real life people living in the same country you are living, under the same economy you are under, live, attending the same church you are attending, and having testimonies so that you will stop giving these excuses. There is no money in the economy. Which one? Which of the economy are you plugged into? <laughs> they won't have their name. They call it now. They say, Buari's economy. What are you doing on that Buari's economy? What are you doing there? What are you doing there? You have no business being there. Are you here, somebody? Oh, that is one of the reasons we tithe. When we tithe, we are plugging into a heavenly economy. Oh, my God. That's why you are too, you are too obsessed with Buhari's economy because that's where you belong. That's where you have been connecting to. That's where you have been tithing to. If you are tied into heaven's economy, then you are entitled to heaven's blessings. And I'm not the one that promised it. The person that promised it said it. He said, test me if I will not open you the windows of heaven. So this blessing is not coming from this natural economy. It's coming from a heavenly economy. I'm not the one that wrote it. I'm not the one that said it. Are you here, somebody? Say, this boy's economy. There's no money. And you join them and agree. You join them and make this confession with your mouth. As a born-again Christian, you, you are now a spirit being. And in the spirit world, you sign your signature with words, not with handwriting. Many people don't know that. In case you've never heard it before, let me quickly tell you now today. If you are a Christian, in fact, as a human, it works for you as a human. You sign your signature spiritually, not by paper and by rope. You sign your signature by words. How do you become born again? Some people don't know. How do you become born again? They say you believe with your heart and do what? You confess it. That means you declare it. With your, that's all. In the realm of the spirit, once you, you say something you really mean, it's a signature. You have agreed to terms and conditions. So when somebody comes and says, hmm, this boy the economy will go all sink. And you say, now nah, so my brother, you have signed to suffer. Under the economy. Some people don't know this. DHL or UPS can deliver a package to your house. Until you sign, they don't hand it over. Am I correct? They can be in your doorstep and say you have a package. But it's not yet yours until you what? Sign. It means as they bring that package, they can also take it back if nobody's nobody there to sign. So, the devil can bring poverty to you and offer you. Until you sign and join with your mouth, he can take it back. Angels can also bring blessings to you. Until you sign and take it, they will also take it back. In the realm of the spirit, you sign with your words. I can preach a full one-month series on that. I don't want to waste time. But please, just know now. So that you agree with you. They come and say, this boy economy, business no move. And you say, not true. Ah, I will read testimony to you next week. So that you clear your brain of that wrong thinking. Business no move. Which business? Which economy? You are in the wrong economy. How did you enter on that board? <laughs> How did you even sign in to join? When did they recruit you? And you agreed? Did somebody gets what I'm saying? Don't join. It's not by force. Listen, when you, some of you, your tax record is complete, but your tithe record is not complete. And you're wondering why you won't suffer on that board's economy? Because you are more loyal to the wrong economy. Of course, as a good citizen, you pay your tax. In a in a good country, when you pay your tax, that country you are paying tax to owes you some certain benefits. Am I correct? It's anywhere in the world. It doesn't work like Nigeria, but that's how it's supposed to work. 
Nigeria is like paying tax more than that. <laughs> but the original thing is any country you belong to, as you pay tax in that country, that country owes you certain what? Benefits. That's the same way our tithing is. When you tithe into the heavenly economy, that economy also, that government also owes you certain blessings. So if your tax record is great, you better be looking at that boy's economy because that's where you're taxing to. Taxing to. Your tight record, zero. Hallelujah. Somebody shared that. One of the testimonies I'll read <laughs> next week. He was looking for capital. He said, now the capital is too much. You have to be stopping people. Stop giving me capital. He said, there's no money in there. Which economy are you connected to? Heaven's economy is always buoyant. Are you here, somebody? Say, Buari's economy. Why did you join that one? We'll talk about politics later before the election, but no matter who wins this election, I'm not tying my destiny to any of them. No matter who the person is. No matter who the person is. See, you, you're already setting yourself up for failure when you're tying yourself up to men. Men, we always fail you. <laughs> Somebody gets what I'm saying. So, men are great. should be doing their own, but I, my eyes are on God. Environmental or general limitation. You have, you, have, you have studied the statistics so much that so and so thousands of people lost their jobs in 2018. So there are no jobs. Ah, you are reading the wrong statistics. There are people, I'll read all these things next week, that, that still change jobs to better jobs last year in the same economy. Stop reading the wrong statistics. By the time I share those testimonies, that should become your statistics. That's, oh, somebody is still prospering. People are still buying houses. People are still buying lands. In the same economy. Why did you go and plug to the wrong one? You're studying the wrong thing. That more people now are dying of cancer at 60. What concerns you? Are you planning to die? You are reading the wrong thing. What you should read is that they said Moses, is, he was 120. His physical strength was not abated. His eyes did not grow dim. Now what was one that concerns you? Stop reading the wrong things. Because as long as you catch whatever is flowing around, it also comes into your life. Because most times you will sign in with your mouth. Ah, December period, people die by accident. You say, not true. It can happen to anybody. Don't ever say that nonsense. It can happen to anybody. You have just signed that you are eligible. They can pick you any day. It doesn't happen to anybody because it can't happen to me. He said, by your mouth, by your words, you are ensnared. And by your words, you are set free. He said, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those that know the power thereof shall eat the fruits of it. Proverbs 18. He said, life and death are what? The power of the tongue. Listen, husband and wife, this year, both of you start saying you own your own property. Start saying this is the last year you'll be, you'll be tenants. Be saying it! Oh, yes, look at it now. Let me show you. Death and life are where? I'm not the one that said this thing. It's written here. It's Proverbs that said it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it and understand it, they will eat what? The benefits thereof. When you enter some estate to go and visit somebody and it's kind of estate you want to live, you and your wife should say it there. This is the kind of place we are going to live. We we'll own our own properties here. Say it. See, you might not know how it's going to happen. That is not your business at that time. That's not your business. Hallelujah. 
See, the reason why the creativity and the business ideas that we finance such a thing has not come to you is because you have never opened yourself to agree you can never be there. The moment you start agreeing that this is the kind of place we will live, then the creativity. Do you know business ideas, they look at face. There are some business ideas, when they want to come and meet you, when they see the kind of talk you are still talking, Kulikuli and uh, Kokoro and Biscuit talk, they will just turn back and call for somebody that is open. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So if you don't know it, business ideas look at face. <laughs> One of my uncle, he came to where I, the estate I live in. He said, yeah, who owns all this estate? I told the person. He said, ah. He said, he came here many years ago. It was just swamp. And they were attempting to sell him one plot. He said, he can't buy one plot in swamp. I'm sure that's the same way they brought the person that bought the estate. Same way they brought that one. That one, instead of buying one plot, saw an estate. Your thinking is stopping the kind of ideas that will bring kind of money you are praying about. Your thinking is stopping it. There's no money, but the economy. That's your problem. And people are still building houses and buying houses in this economy. If God needs to import the money for you or import the investors for you, he will do it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? General or environmental limitations. No jobs. There are no good men to marry now. There are no good girls. All the girls in Lagos now are something else. Wrong thinking. Wrong generalizing. Wrong generalizing. Say there are no good men now to marry. You don't need 100 men. It's one man. One. What concern you are not the men? You are reading the wrong statistics. Are you here, somebody? You are reading the wrong statistics. No jobs. I'll read testimonies to you next week to help you cure that thinking. You are going to prosper in the name of Jesus. I said, you are going to prosper in the name of Jesus. The last one. The first one is what? Personal limitations. Second one is what? General limitations. The third one is unconscious limitations. Unconscious what? Limitations. This one is very funny because it's unconscious. You can't even track it easily. This one is only discovered when somebody around you is blessed. This one comes out in your reaction to another person's prosperity or another person's downfall. Whenever somebody around you that has been doing well suddenly enters the news for something bad or suddenly has a breakdown in his business, if you rejoice, you have unconscious limitation. It means you might, that means all the while the guy was up there, you were not happy. So immediately he came down, you were happy. It means you will never go up. The ban you place on him, you have first placed on yourself. And Nigeria is full of that today. Once somebody hears the news for negative publicity on social media, you will see crickets come out from nowhere. And we so I knew he was fake. I knew he's a he's this, he's that. How? How did you know? When did they bring all the facts of the case to you as chief justice of social media? And your mouth start flying. Cha, 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 cha. We knew, we suspected him. We always knew something was wrong. <laughs> Unconscious limitations. Those are realms you will never enter because you are rejoicing in other people's downfall. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are some, like I said one time, my, so, some people, they are Christians only in church. On social media, some of you, your handles, I see what you write on some pages. 
I see you liking nonsense. I say, ah, church member. They put their shaking bomb. You like? What do you like there? What are you like? I know your name. And those family will report you. If you like, they will show up people that know you that you like this, you know. Pastor, your member like who? Sam. What are you like inside? <laughs> yeah, you will not be writing nonsense comments. You don't know that you belong to a household. People that misbehave like that publicly, they don't have parents. They don't have parents. Either the parents are there or they are not there. They're not functioning. They're not functional. You can't have parents and misbehave publicly. Somebody will pull your ear and say, come, come, come. Come inside the bathroom, inside the kitchen. We don't do like that. No matter some, except they bring the case to you as chief justice. If it's not your business, just stay quiet. If you put your mouth. Unconscious limitations. Whenever somebody is blessed, you see a young girl that has a car, looking fine, dressing well. You say, hmm, she's doing us. How do you know as chief supervisor of those girls? How do you know? Because when you talk like that, it means you are thinking that it's not possible for somebody to be doing legitimate business and be buying a car. You, do, you don't think so. So you have put that same limit on yourself. That until you sleep with men, you can never prosper. You see a girl with a picture in Dubai. You say, hmm, nah man, carry and go. How? When did you join immigration? And not tell us. Because you don't know that there are people that are doing great jobs that are still single and driving a good car, living in a good house and traveling anywhere. Because you, you don't know it can be possible. I have daughters like that in church that are born again, doing business. Some of them are career people. They are working and they travel around the world. They have cars and they are still single. But many men here cannot even approach them because they're thinking, hmm, I'm sure he's a man. When you are thinking like that, it shows you too, you don't think you can prosper until you sleep with a man. Wrong thinking. Of course, I know they are wrong girls, but except you have the facts clear, you have no business assuming because those thoughts will limit you first before it limits the other person. <laughs> Unconscious. It's inside you, but you don't know until you see somebody pass. See one young boy pass with the bends. He says, hmm, now underwear. How you take no? <laughs> Say, now, Yahoo boy. Because in your mind, when they were making bands, they made it for Yahoo people. You don't realize that they first made it for hardworking, blessed people. Hallelujah. Don't let the few bad eggs make you get wrong thinking that you must only be a thief to have this kind of... Suppose when they see a grocery car like Bentley or Rosewood, they say, hmm, it must be thief. Because in this economy, nobody can buy Bentley. That's wrong thinking. That's why you can never get there. Because you have already put the limit on yourself and on everybody around you, unconsciously. That's why you can never see somebody driving Bentley, criticize another person driving Bentley. It never happens. It's the person that, can, that believes he can never have it. That criticizes it. The person driving it can never criticize another person driving Rose Rush. They can't. In fact, they will be greeting themselves. They will always, you see them, when you see people driving a kind of car, they, see, they will be greeting themselves because they are happy to see another colleague. Check it. Check when people have great cars and they see another person with a great car, one day they are front in traffic. They say, 
going. <laughs> but see that person that is car, no AC. You want to enter his front, you would rather die. Say, yeah, I will die here. Never. If you don't scratch me, or not scratch me. <laughs> He's so angry. <laughs> Unconscious. You are beefing people unconsciously. Beefing. Be careful. Because that limit you are putting on them is an expression of the limit you have put on them. Be careful of it. It comes out when people are blessed. When people are being celebrated, it pains you. You can't be happy for them. You want to put your own in it. That me too, I have gotten something like that before. What concern before? Inside what we are saying. Let's just be happy for this guy today. Live before. You must learn not to. See, you must learn not to rain on some people's parades. Somebody is just sharing their testimony. How that they just went to the UK for the first time. And they are sharing that. You just want to say, me too, I went in. I went to my, I, my, went to my. That's not what we are discussing today. Today we are celebrating this person's testimony. Let them shine today. Don't, you must not introduce your own. Me too, I have tried though. I touched Scotland by the entire UK, just near. They are near. It's a problem. I mean, um, England. Yeah, um, at least I went to Ireland. It's near. Hallelujah. I told them in the mainland, I've said it here before. It's only poor people. And whenever, whenever I say poor people, I don't mean people that don't have money in their pockets. Poor people, I mean mental, mentally poor people. It's only poor people that think. Everybody that owns a private jet is a crook. It's poor people mentality. And, and especially pastors. <laughs> I'm a pastor. If you know, a pastor buy a new phone, there's a Buddha always saying, mm, it's our tight. And it's the only clowns that don't title. They are the ones that their body will prepare the most. <laughs> because they think every pastor that has something is church money. By the way, let me just say this, please. I always say it anytime I have the opportunity. All of you that send me things, that always give me money. You know, I, I don't have time to thank you individually. So I want to use this opportunity to appreciate you. Thank you. Now, <laughs> yes, thank you, please. I don't have time to wait. And God bless you. There are people that always give me money, either monthly, somebody randomly or occasionally. So thank you. Now, um, there was one guy, I shared this before, that gave me $100,000 one time in cash. And he's not a Yahoo boy. He's not underwear guy. He's a legitimate business guy that I know. It was in cash. Can that kind of person that has given me $100,000, if he sees me with a Ferrari, can he be shocked? Can he think I stole the money? When he himself has given me that kind of money, guess the people that we think is, is church money. The people that have never given one naira in their life. Say, mm, because they, they, they can't just speak. Once a blessing passes their own gauge, they feel nobody deserves it in this life. Just because it's big for you doesn't mean it's big for some of us. <laughs> God doesn't bless by first confessor. God doesn't bless by age. He blesses by your mindset, how big your mind is. He says, as far as your eyes can see. That's, that's the story of the prodigal son. The elder son was faithful, served faithfully. The younger son collected all his money, went to blow it with halos, came, uh, blew it, repented, came back again, they blessed him again. The older son was there, he has not been blessed once. It's not first confessor. It was older brother, the younger one was more blessed because that one had a bigger mind. Are you here, somebody? Somebody flying jets can never criticize a pastor flying jets. It's people that believe they can never have it that talk like that. I told them in the first in the mainland, look, anybody flying something like a jet, even if it's a thief, eh? You see him, greet him, he's a big thief. 
poor people don't know what, people always think jet is like parking car. If you know the cost implication of owning a jet, you, you won't think any fool can be buying it and be posing with it. It's not for posing. The implications involved. To own a jet, to park it, you'll be paying. As you are here now, you are paying. If you know it's for one month, it doesn't matter, you are paying daily for it being parked. If you want to now fly, you will pay for taking off. You will pay for where you are going, you will land. Because where you are going, you might land at an awkward time of the night. They will have to hire immig bring immigration to only you, to stamp you people in. Only you. All that is not free. It's not, you won't just take four liters jerry can and go to Ando. Say, Sariban file. They don't buy the fuel of jet like that. It's a version for. Then, to, to own it, I'm taking out of things to pop people. Let them understand. Let, so God can set you free. You stop talking rubbish. You know, it, it, it's pilots to fly a jet. You need to hire pilots. They are permanently hired. Whether they're flying for one month or not, they are on staff. You are paying them. No one. You are most likely to have co pilot in case one faints on air. <laughs> permanently hired. And pilots don't earn minimum wage. They're one of the highest paid professions in the world. So you are paying two. You're not flying for one month, you've paid them. And you have air hostess or somebody to be serving. Because people think plane is that hey, you just want to greet us. Brother John, say what drop one in the UK. Hey, Josh, say they drop one in the UK. But you have to uh, hire the pilot on ground. <laughs> See, the one problem, you see what I'm saying? The tax, do you know your airline ticket? Do you know about 30 or 40% of that whole airline ticket is tax? Hope you know. Reflying, buying tickets is not expensive. It's the tax that makes it expensive. So if you buy a ticket 200k, about 80k or, or so of that ticket you pay 200k is tax. Probably, you see what I'm saying? That a joker, a joker cannot own a plane. If he, even if a joker buys a plane to be posing, after he posts for one month and see the money involved, <laughs> now he himself go to rent him out or sell him. No joker can do such. So don't, what I'm saying is that when people say those rubbish, don't join, don't join out in those nonsense. Those are people that believe they can never have it. You can't see somebody that owns one complain about another person that owns one. He knows that to own this thing, you use that. That's the only way. <laughs> one of our great fathers in the faith, some of you might know his name. His name is Yonggi Cho. He has one of the biggest churches. Um, they had a, they had a, at one time, they had about a million members. In his church, they had about 50,000 billionaires. 50,000 or something like that. Billion, not millionaire. Bill. Bill. In dollars, not... Uh, <laughs> so you can see that guy with jet now. He's a, he's a joker. You think so? Somebody got what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that be careful of... Your reaction is what to be... This kind of thing, you can't even know if you have the problem or not until you see somebody blessed. Or see somebody falling down. That's when you know. And the Bible has given you instruction. It says rejoice... With those who rejoice, that's the condition, and mourn with those who mourn. That's your condition. So whenever I see somebody going through a hard time, don't join your mouth and criticize the person. Even if it's a no, see, you don't, some of you don't understand. Even if it's a criminal, don't say it's good for him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I can spend a whole day on this one. <laughs> There's a guy in Luke, when Jesus said he shared talents, he said he gave one guy five. Gave the other one two. Gave the last one what? One talent. The, the guy that gave five doubled his own to ten. The guy that gave two doubled his own to four. The guy that gave one, he came and said, life is not fair. 
People are hustling this life. They are not making it. God is not faithful. He had complaints about why he wouldn't multiply his own one. And you know what Jesus told him? He said, out of your own mouth will I judge you. So, like I said, the guy signed his own death warrant. That life will not be fair. And I won't make it in this life. So, whenever you see somebody, even if it's a known criminal and they catch him, don't go and say it's good for him. Because one day too, you might get involved with something, whether it's your fault or not your fault, whether it's an innocent mistake or temptation. And Satan too will say, the principle is that it's good for you. He said, always rejoice with them that rejoice. They are making it legitimately, praise God for them. If the person is in trouble, stay at peace and sympathize. Don't go and say it's good for them. See, some people you are talking about, they might have made a legitimate mistake. See the prodigal son? He really squandered his money with harlot. Harlot, oh. But he repented. He, the elder brother was still looking at him with the eyes of the guy in harlot. Meanwhile, he has changed and returned to his father. The father started blessing him. The elder brother was still looking at him with that eyes. There are many Christians like that that don't go forward. Because they, are, they, are, they keep looking at people with what they had. Nice last year. Last, last year has passed. The guy has changed. God has started blessing him again. You, you are still stuck in last year. And with what happened last year. Is somebody getting what I'm saying now? Unconscious limitations. The other brother didn't know he was limited. The other brother, the prodigal son. He didn't know until that situation happened. I pray for you. Anything that stopped you last year will not stop you this year in the name of Jesus. Unconscious limitations. Some of you, the devil knows that you, are, you feel limited in your mind. That who will marry me? Who will, who, will, who will give me a job? So you begin to settle for all kinds of things you have no business settling for. And that begins to limit God from doing the big things he wants to do. I decree that this year, those limitations are broken in the name of Jesus. You will not be limited. I say you will not be limited. I say you will not be limited in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The personal limitations are broken. The general limitations are broken. The unconscious limitations are broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Can you lift your hand wherever you are? Lord, we just give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. Give him thanks for this year. Because nothing is going to stop you. Nothing is going to stop you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Come on, go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you because everyone here present today will enter into what you have called them to do. Thank you, Father. 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 Please raise up your right hand, everybody. Raise your hand. Lord, I pray over every hand that is raised today. Lord, these hands, this year, whatever they touch will prosper in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said in your word that you will do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Lord, whatever dreams these people here today have, I stand in agreement with your word. 
I decree, Lord, exceed their expectations in the name of Jesus. Bless them beyond the dreams they have. Let unusual doors be open. Let unusual doors be open. Let new channels of financial blessings be open. I pray for any woman that is believing God to conceive. I decree this is the year your womb shall be opened. In the name of Jesus. For anyone trusting God to get married, you will be like the person's testimony we shared. This year will be loaded with all the blessings for you in the name of Jesus. You will get married this year. You will meet your husband this year. You will meet your wife this year. In the name of Jesus. That business that was crawling at the creed today, as it goes, leaves the natural economy to the supernatural economy. At the creed to prosper in the name of Jesus. There's someone here, a position that you were entitled to was removed or taken from you. At the creed today. God will even promote you beyond where you were looking. In the name of Jesus. If you came here with any sickness in your body, we serve a God that is the great healer. I command every organ in your body to function properly in the name of Jesus. I decree your organs are restored in the name of Jesus. The disease you walked in here with will not live with you as you go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Lastly, as all heads are bowed, I want to pray for the person here under the sound of my voice that is not born again. You are here under the sound of my voice and you know that you are not born again. You are like that prodigal son. He came back right on time to be blessed. He came back, he, he missed it, but he came back on time to be blessed. This is the best time for you to enjoy all the blessings of 2019. It's the best time to come back to God. If you are here under the sound of my voice, this is the first Sunday of the year, and you know you're not born again, or you used to be born again, but you lost your walk with God, and you want to come back like that prodigal son. You want to give your life to Christ. As all heads are bowed, please can you raise up your hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. Can you raise your hand? You want to give your life to Jesus. All heads bowed, please raise your hand. Raise your hand above your head. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to enjoy all the blessings of 2019. Can I see your hand? God bless you. Can I see any other hand? Any other hand? Please raise the hand. Raise the hand wherever you are. Raise the hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please raise the hand. I'm still waiting for more hands. I want to pray with you. This is the best time to who come back to God. It's the best time. There's so much God wants to do in your life this year. Let me see your hand. If your hand is raised up, please stand. Please stand right there on your seat. I want to pray with you right there. If, you, if your hand is raised up, just stand on your seat. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Put your hand on your chest. Just stand on your seat. Put your hand on your chest. Stand where you are there. Just put your hand on your chest. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davischristiancenter.org 
David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.